0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savell. I trust you're doing well today. And I want to thank you for watching our broadcast. And I believe, praise God, as you pay very close attention to the Word of God that I'll be sharing with you that your faith is going to go to another level. I want to encourage you to watch very closely now because this is the conclusion of the message that we began last week. I'm going to take you into our service from Heritage of Faith Christian Center, the church that I founded here in Crowley, Texas a number of years ago. I'm not the pastor, I'm the founding pastor, but I'm the worst attending member at the church because I'm gone nearly every Sunday. But we have a wonderful pastor, Justin Bridges, and uh, he's a great man of God. And if you're in the area, why don't you come and join us uh, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock every Sunday right here in Crowley, Texas, Heritage of Faith Christian Center. Now, I was talking about our covenant with God, and I want to read to you once again from Psalm 89:34. This is God's pledge and God's solemn oath to you and me. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. God never changes his mind. God will not say one day that he wants to supply your needs and then say another day, no, I've changed my mind. God won't say one day uh, that it's my will that you be healed and then another day say, well, you know, I've decided it'd be best for you to just stay sick. No, he says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has come from my lips. You can count on God. You can count on His Word. And once you begin to learn that you have a covenant with God and He's a covenant keeping God, then praise God, I'm telling you, you're going to begin to enjoy blessings from Him like you've never experienced before. So watch now as I take you into that service. And then once again, at the end of the broadcast, I'll be back with some closing remarks. Now, John chapter 16, verse 33. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. The Amplified Bible says, I have deprived it of its power to harm you. Amen. Amen. I have deprived it of its power to harm you. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why is that so important? Because most people in the world still think defeat. Not only that, many Christians still have a defeat mentality. The message translation says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. If you spend your time watching CNN, then you're going to start thinking like the world if you don't already. You start expecting everything they're expecting. And they're not expecting much in the way of good. Can you say amen? amen. So he says, don't be conformed to the world. Somebody said, well, everybody's got to lose sometime. Well, people that think like that do. That's right. amen. Come on. Amen. amen? But we should be resilient. If we get knocked down, we get up. Amen. book of Proverbs says uh, that a, a wise man might get knocked down seven times, but riseth again. Amen. When I fall, I shall arise. Hallelujah. Micah chapter seven says, when I fall, I shall arise. Don't, don't start rejoicing over me, enemy. It's not over yet. I might be down, but I'm on my way back up. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? When I fall, I shall arise. So don't be conformed to the world. Don't become so well-adjusted to the culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Paul also tells us that we need to be selective about what we allow in our minds, yes. our thought life. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, casting down imaginations. See, if you keep going around talking and thinking... Uh, this, this marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations, I'm not seeing them. It's not coming to pass like Brother Jerry said. And if you keep thinking that, keep dwelling on that, it's going to drop from your mind to your heart, to your spirit. And once it gets in your spirit, then your spirit will do everything in its power to bring it to pass. Because out of a man's heart, he thinketh. As he, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. And your spirit will do everything in its power to bring it to pass. Well, there's a lot of things that you have in your head that drop down in your heart that you don't want coming to pass. Amen. So the first thing is cast it down. Amen. Cast it down. Take authority over it. Casting down imaginations. Every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, if it doesn't line up with the word, then cast it down. The message translation says tearing down barriers erected against the truth, tearing down barriers that attempt to erect themselves against the truth. So don't allow them in your thought life, they're lies of the devil. Amen. He's trying to get you to give up. He's trying to get you to cast away your confidence. But don't ever forget, defeat in the life of a believer is never inevitable. It's never inevitable. As I've said many times in the past, I've already said it once this morning, it's never over until God says it's over and God will never say it's over until you win. Can you say amen? That ought to be good news to somebody in here. God will never say it's over until you win. And of course, the question with that a lot of people have, yeah, but how long does it take for me to win? It's very simple. Until you don't have to stand anymore. When does that happen? When it comes to pass. But how long will it take? Until you don't have to stand anymore. Yeah, but when will that happen? Until it comes to pass. So I just keep standing? Yes. When's it going to happen? When you don't have to stand no more.
1: Amen.
0: Duh. <laughs> this is not hard. Amen. 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 So, the God of this world, and Paul refers to him as Satan, the God of this world wants to blind your mind. The Amplified Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4 that he's blinded the minds of them that should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing, blinding their minds so that they can't see it coming to pass in their lives anymore. Amen. When when you can't see marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations coming to pass in your life anymore, that is an indication you need to run back to the Word and do it quickly. Amen. Do it quickly. Get in the Word. So don't let him blind your mind. Don't let him prevent you from seeing the truth. Amen. Amen. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. This, this is the verse or verses that changed my life when I first came to the Lord. John eight thirty-one and 32. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And the key word there is continue. Amen? Continue. Look at your neighbor and say, continue. Continue. First time I read that, and of course, I didn't know anything about the Bible. First time I read that, that little word continue got as big as my Bible. It seemed to have jumped off the pages and into my heart. And I realized then, if I'm ever going to experience God's best in my life in every area, then I'm going to have to develop the art of continuing. I was a good starter back then, but I wasn't a good finisher. I'd quit. But you can't do that and expect God's best in your life. Amen. Amen. Having done all to stand, stand. If you continue in my word, you'll be my disciple indeed. What is a disciple? It's not only somebody that follows Christ. It's a disciplined one. In other words, if you continue in the Word, it's going to produce discipline in your life. Amen? Look at your neighbor and tell them, don't ever give up. up. Amen. Amen. The Amplified says, Jesus speaking, hold fast to my teachings. Hold fast to my teachings. Always be totally aware that Satan is out to steal the Word. Mark chapter 4 says that. Once the Word is sown in a person's heart, Satan comes immediately, immediately. That means he'll start by the time the service is over and you start walking out the door. He'll start when you get in the car. He'll start on the way home. He'll start after you get home. He'll start uh, about the time you lay down tonight start in on you. You don't think that'll really work. Look at your circumstances. If this really was true, why are you in this condition? You're as good a Christian as all the rest of them. He'll start all that stuff trying to get you to give up. Amen? Resist the devil and he will flee. You have to, you have to let him know in uncertain terms that if anybody's going to quit here, it's going to be you, devil, not me amen. Look at Numbers chapter 13 for a moment. The Lord spake unto Moses saying, notice every one of these stories I'm telling you, it's after God said something. Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers, shall ye send a man, everyone, a ruler among them? And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them. Now, notice God's already talking about land that in his mind already belongs to them. And so Moses sent them out. You know the story. And there were spies that went to see if the land was exactly the way God said it was. Does it actually flow with milk and honey? Is there abundance there? Well, the spies went out, verse 25. They returned from searching of the land after 40 days, verse 27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. And they brought back the fruit and showed him it's exactly the way God said it was. But, now why didn't they believe the rest? that God said. But we are not able to take this land. They're too strong. They're too mighty. But God said it was theirs. And he proved to them that it was exactly the way he said it was, flowing with milk and honey, abundance there. Now, why would God bring to pass only part of what he said and not bring to pass the rest of it? They were able to take it, but they allowed what they saw and what they were thinking to influence them. And virtually they gave up. And then look at verse 30. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him we be not able to go up against this people for they are stronger than we. Notice there was one in the crowd who had a different spirit. One person stood up and said, we can do this. God said we can do it. We can do it. No, no, no. We can't do it. The majority is saying we can't. One man stood up and said, we can And then finally he was joined by another and he said, we can. Two people believed what God said. The rest of the crowd said it will never happen. Which group do you belong to? Which group do you belong to? The two that had a different spirit or the crowd that said, it's not working. We can't do it. It'll never happen. But they had a different spirit, hallelujah. In fact, Numbers 14 says that. Look at verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Amen. Amen. Notice the people that believed it. The people who stood fast, the people who wouldn't turn back, the people who wouldn't give up, the people who wouldn't side in with the crowd, they got what God said. I don't know about you, but I'm one of those that's going to follow the people with a different spirit. Hallelujah. I'm going to have what God said I can have, and I don't care how long it takes. Time is on my side. Hallelujah. And notice, if you keep reading, they got it. Amen. They got it. It didn't happen overnight, but they got it. Praise God. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. Don't allow him or anyone else to talk you into accepting defeat. Don't allow him to catch you off guard. Once again, if he can't deceive you, then he can't defeat you. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, so far, I've I've given you a lot of things that the Apostle Paul said, but when when somebody uh, tells me, having done all the stand, stand, and all the other positive things that you find in the Apostle Paul's writings, I like to find out if he acted on those things. Amen? Amen? It's one thing for me to stand up and tell you, don't give up. Uh, don't faint, don't cave in, uh, don't turn back. But am I doing what I'm telling you? <laughs> I want to know if Paul lives this himself.
1: Right. Yeah. Come on.
0: Well, let's check it out real quick. Go with me to uh, the book of Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter one. And for the sake of time, uh, I'm going to read it from the message translation, beginning in verse eight. We don't want you to be in the dark, friends, about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Asia province. It was so bad, we didn't think we were going to make it. We felt like we had been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get us out, we were forced to trust God totally. goes on to say, And he did it. He rescued us from certain doom. And he'll do it again, rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. Amen? Amen. So notice Paul is telling us uh, from the King James, it says, we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. So the apostle Paul is telling us, hey, I've been through situations like you have been through. Some of you will never go through some of the things that Paul went through. Amen. But he proved that he didn't just talk a good talk and preach a good sermon. He acted on what he preached. He did what he told them to do, praise God. Amen. And he said in the natural it was all over. There was no way that we could get out of this situation in our own strength and our own might and our own wits. We were forced to trust God. Amen. 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 And they did. And God came through. And it convinced Paul that if he came through for us in this situation, then he'll come through for us in any future situation. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Praise God. (laughs) Amen. In other words, this situation became beyond his control. But yet he wouldn't give up. Amen. Amen. Now, you'll find throughout the New Testament, particularly beginning in the book of Acts, where Paul is faced many times with situations that in the natural were impossible. Most people would have given up under the same circumstances. But he was fully persuaded that if he would not accept defeat, then God would always come through for him. In Lystra, it's recorded in Acts chapter 14, verse 19, he was stoned and left for dead. Stoned and left for dead. But the Bible goes on to say, he rose up. He got up, brushed himself off. Don't you imagine what a sight he was? These people that stoned him, they were the best runk, Chunkers you ever met in your world in, in your life. When they threw rocks at you, they didn't miss. Paul got up, probably eyes swollen shut, bloody face, bruises. But he got up, brushed himself off, and went right back into that same village and kept preaching. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Sounds like to me, he acted on these same sermons that he told everybody else to act on having done all to stand, stand therefore, praise God. Amen. He rose up. He would not give up. He would not accept defeat. Amen. In Philippi, he wrote to the believers there while he was in prison facing death. And in the natural, no way to ever overcome this situation. But he writes in verse 19, for I know this shall turn to my salvation. In other words, he made a decision. It's not over until God says it's over, and I am not going to give up. They threatened him with his life, but he wouldn't give up. The message translation says, I know how this is going to turn out. Everything he wants to do in and through me will be done. I can hardly wait to finish my course. Hallelujah. That's the way I felt when I had that stroke. They said I would never be normal again, never do the things that I'd always done, never preach, never travel, never, never continue with my life as I had been living it. But I knew, Carolyn knew, my family knew, and some of you knew. I had not finished my course. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to sit there until I die. Hallelujah. And look what the Lord has done. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen and I can hardly wait to finish my course. He goes on to tell the believers in Philippi in verse 25, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. In other words, what he said was, not only am I going to leave this prison, not only I'm not going to die in this prison, but I'm going to be back with you and I'm going to keep teaching you on the joy of believing. Hallelujah the joy of trusting God. Amen. And he did. So it doesn't sound like to me that he would accept defeat. They couldn't kill him until he finally said these words. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. My departure is at hand. And when he said those words, they, they, they murdered him. But I think his spirit had already left. They just beat up on a body that was left behind. But he finished his course. He would not accept defeat. Can you say amen? amen? So, looking back on your life, can you remember how many times that God brought you out? God delivered you. God brought his word to pass. Can you remember the times when you were standing on the word and it looked impossible? And you felt like giving up, but you made the decision, I'm not going to give up. And God brought you through. Well, if you did once, he'll do it again. Amen. If he's ever fulfilled what he said in your life before, then he wants to do it again. So I want to encourage you this morning. Don't ever give up. It's never over until God says it's over. And look at your neighbor and you know how to finish it. And God will never say it's over until you win. Say it with me boldly. And God will never say it's over until you win. Give the Lord a shout, if you believe it, praise God.
1: Our God honors and keeps his covenant promises. In the faith-filled four CD teaching, Our Covenant Keeping God, Jerry Savelle explores the covenant God made with Abraham, a promise of favor and blessing and how the Bible says that we are Abraham's seed and heir to that covenant. When God's blessing and favor are on our life, increase, health, prosperity, and miracles are just the start. God, show me your glory. In the powerful book, Show Me Your Glory, Jerry Savell teaches how a simple five-word declaration can serve as a powerful tool in your life. In its pages, you'll learn the three biblical prerequisites for God's glory, what God's presence can do, how the glory brings triumph in your life, and more. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Covenant of Increase package, including the CD teaching, Our Covenant Keeping God, and the book, Show Me Your Glory. We are heirs of the covenant through salvation. You can expect the glory and blessing of God's covenant to manifest in your life today.
0: If you remember, if you watched closely today, I talked about Hebrews chapter 6 and how that God made promise to Abraham. And I love this verse. It says, when Abraham Uh, made up his mind when he decided, and I'm paraphrasing, when he decided that he was going to persevere and he was going to continue with patience, then the Bible says he got everything God promised him. The message translation says it this way, Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. Isn't that what you would like for your testimony to be? You stuck it out. Now, I know sometimes it's hard to do that, but God believes you can do it. And I believe you can do it. I have determined in my own life that quitting is not an option. And you can make that same decision. No matter how impossible it looks, when you make up your mind that you are not gonna give up. And, And I'm not just talking about you know just positive thinking. I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about knowing what your covenant says and basing that decision on that covenant. And when you make up your mind that quitting is not an option, that God never breaks covenant, God means what he says, and God's going to bring to pass what he promised. When you have come to that, that determination, then quitting will no longer be an option in your life. And the Bible says, once again, Abraham stuck it out. That, that, that ought to be your testimony. Put your name in there right now. I like to say it this way. Jerry stuck it out. Whatever your name is, say it. Tom stuck it out, Bill stuck it out. Whatever your name is, I stuck it out. And then it says, and I got everything that had been promised to me. I love that, praise God. And you can have everything that God has promised to you if you'll just learn to lean heavy on your covenant. God is a covenant keeping God. He never breaks covenant. He's not gonna disappoint you. I'm telling you, God is faithful. Amen. So once again, our special offer this week, my book entitled, Show Me Your Glory. The glory of God is a manifestation of the power of God, the presence of God, and the goodness of God. God has made covenant with you that he'll show you his power. He'll show you his presence, and he'll show you his goodness. Get this book and write along with it, four CDs entitled, Our Covenant Keeping God. If you haven't studied the covenant uh, very much in the past, This would be a good series for you to get a hold of right now because the sooner you learn how powerful your covenant with God is and the fact that God never breaks covenant, then you're gonna begin to enjoy more and more victories in your life. So all the ordering information is on the screen or you can go online jerrysavelle.org and it'll tell you how to place your order. I wanna encourage you once again to stay in faith. Don't ever give up, stick it out and get everything God has promised. I'll see you next week and until then remember, your faith will overcome the world.